your Bibles, if you turn to the for the book of First Thessalonians. Once again, we'll be in chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five. We're going to talk about an attitude of gratitude, uh, attitude of gratitude. So we began this morning by looking at what it means to have a thankful Thanksgiving, and we talked a little bit about how to be thankful. We talked a little bit about rejoicing always. We talked about praying without ceasing. We talked about giving thanks in. several requests for that family portrait that needs to be taken out um, after eating all those devil days. <laughs> I had to remind them that was not, uh, that, that is not a, a true picture of people like picture, nor is it a family memento. So <laughs> you can find it where I got it, right on the internet. Oh my goodness. Uh, but we're looking tonight at an attitude of gratitude, so I'm wondering if you might go to the Lord and pray. Father God, oh, we thank you for this evening. Lord, ask that it would be a wonderful evening, Lord, that you listen to your word. Would you speak to us, Lord? Would you touch us? We're all family here tonight, Lord. I'm asking that you bless us with all close together. May we worship you, Lord God. May we learn from you. And I pray, Father God, you prepare us for the wonderful Thanksgiving time you have for us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You join us online this evening. We welcome you as well. I ask you to consider being right here in Central with us. Experience what God is doing. A lot of things in God's church. We're going to look from verse 18. But uh, we are to start. The guys you saw in the video, some of you might be thanking God for material objects, or thanking God for your family, your friends. Some of you might be thanking God for your home, for the home that you live in, or the family that you're a part of. Uh, it's amazing in the year 2023, family is no longer defined by blood, but defined by who you're running with, defined by your friendships, and defined by your relationships. So perhaps you thank God for your, for your country. You live in. Still free to be here in church. Still free to gather in His name for the time being. And so we need to thank God for those things. What do you thank God for? I want to take just a minute and ask if anybody wants to share something they're grateful for this week. Anybody? Yes, ma'am. Thank you for your in laws. Praise God. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Might there be another? Anybody? Don't be back for now. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for church. Praise God. Anybody else? Don't be bashful now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. That was up there to be That means there's more else. Yes. Yes. Amen. Thank you. 
what He did on the cross and what He continues to do here in our lives today. Thank you, Father, for doing so. Let's begin, shall we? Let's begin next time. Well, this is what most people think of Thanksgiving, of course. See, praise God. Uh, that is the fullest table I've seen in many years. I love the picture of the hands that we join. Hands in prayer, hands in love, hands in unity. And don't move your hand too much because you have not something over it. <laughs> that's what Thanksgiving is the most of us, and that's what we're thankful for. So Thanksgiving, though, is a time of reflection. It's a time to just thank God for what He has given. Thanksgiving is supposed to be part of our In fact, it is a Christian holiday. Most people say, well, it was a you know, time of unity and, and a time of coming together in our early and our respective identity before we leave in a country. And they began to put those things together and became first Thanksgiving. We know the story of that. We also know that those first children gave thanks to God. They did. So without a doubt, this particular holiday is completely Christian. No matter how you look at it, how you try to secularize it, who do you give thanks to? Not God. Who do you give thanks to? Not God. Thanksgiving, no matter how you try to normalize it, try to make it not about God, you can only go to one place. God. Christian Thanksgiving, then, is supposed to be a part of our identity. Christians were supposed to give thanks in all things. We read that this morning in 1 Thessalonians 5 18. We are to give thanks in all things. We're supposed to always be thankful. Be grateful people. Thanksgiving. How would you go in? Well, look, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. And everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In fact, it is the will of God for us. When we claim we don't know what God's will is, well, you're missing out on what the Bible says. Stop and give thanks. The next time you say, God, I don't know what you want me to do, let me tell you right now, stop and give thanks. Perhaps you're online tonight saying, I have been asking that question, Pastor. What is God's will for my life? Well, you just read it. Give thanks to God in all things, for everything, especially for what's happening in Christ you're not in Christ Jesus, though, you can't be a part of that. You're left out of that. Yes, that's right. Jesus is exclusive. You've got to be a part of Him. You've got to come on in and be a part of the body of Christ. Let's look at the next. So give me thanks. It should be a second nature to Christian. That should be something we do. Really and honestly, without thinking, we should be able to give thanks. We should be able to stop and give thanks. We should be able to start thanking God whenever we can. Now, when I was a young Christian, I met up with a church group who was very charismatic, and they were good people, very good people I fell in love with. And they came to me and they said, you're going to be a pastor. And I said, boy, and I'm not kidding you. That's what I said. He said, well, we need to teach you how to speak in tongues. I said, well, how do you do that? And so they pulled me out in the hallway, and they said, just start doing what we do. I didn't do what they did. looked at me in the end and said, well, you can't be in our church without this. I said, as I understand the Bible, it's God's will by this thing. And I'll say, and we began a relationship that's still there to this day. We still see each other, we still wave, we still say hello, we still pray for each other. 
point is, it should be a confirmation of your Christian. It should be part of our description. When the world looks at Christians, not only should they say, those people are blood-bought, those people are redeemed, those people are born again, they should say that the most grateful, thankful people I've ever seen. In fact, we should love one another. We should love one another. Want to know what Christians should be doing? We should love one another. We should love one another to the point where we're thankful to be around them. I know now I'm preaching to the choir. I know that I'm preaching to seasoned Christians who know what the Bible says. When we love one another, we're grateful for one another. When we love one another, we give thanks to one another. When's the last time we thank God for that person we don't really like to be around? Give thanks to them. The world should define Christians as the most loving, thankful people. You think they would do that today? Probably not. Probably not. Church historians would often say the world would look at the early church and say, Oh, how they love one another. They would look at the modern church and would say, Oh, how they argue. It is God's will, though, to give thanks to the great about that, and it needs to become essential in our everyday routine. We give thanks to God, not just for the things He's done, not just for the things He's going to do, but to be thankful to God simply because He's involved in our life. It needs to be a part of our attitude, which is the title of tonight's message, an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of being thankful. Let's look now that way. We need to start having attitudes of gratitude in everything we do. So we're going to look this evening at giving thanks and let's get specifically at when to give thanks and why we are to be thankful. When should you give thanks? Well, the Bible tells us specifically when we should give thanks. We should give thanks in all things. What exactly is all things? All things, is that materialistic? Is that whatever we get a hold of, we should be grateful to God for. And I get a resounding amen on that. Yeah, whatever God gives us, we should be thankful for. But I'll tell you something else. Talk about every situation in your life. Give God thanks. Sometimes it is a hard lesson, but sometimes we need to thank God for the things that we don't like as well. For the situations we don't enjoy being in. Be grateful to God for it. Because it's God here under the lesson for us. There's a teaching in fact, the Bible tells us to work for good and all things get nothing. That's called according to the So we have to know when to give thanks for all things. Why are we to be thankful? Because that's God's will. I think we can all do this thing. And we need to be thankful when He gives us victory. That's a, that's a good religion as a Christian. When we get something good, when we get something powerful, when we get something that is no doubt of God, we stand up and say, thank God. It's easy to praise God like that. It's easy to thank God like that. We can all agree when He gives us victory, it's time. What about when He provides something for us? We've been praying for God, I need, God, I need, God, I need, God, send, God, send, God, send. And He does. And He thanks God for it. God, please protect me. God, please keep me from being involved in that. Or caught up in that. And we thank God for His protection. We also thank God when He directs us. We are sometimes to neglect to be thankful. 
I would go to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving that we request to the name of God. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So, then should we be thankful even when you're anxious, even when you are worried, even when you think it's not going to work out, you need to be grateful. And even when you can't see your way, you need to be grateful. Listen to the Apostle Paul says, Be anxious for nothing. This is great advice from a guy who's in prison at this time. A guy who's chained up. A guy who is writing back a letter. He's actually dictating a letter back saying, You guys should be anxious for anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Can you imagine being in Paul's situation, chained up, not free, nowhere to go, no place to be, no Be anxious for nothing. This is the man who wrote, we all thank you, God, for thanking you. This is the man who wrote, I've learned to be content in all things. Whether I'm hungry, whether I'm full, whether I'm clothed, whether I'm a baby. This is the one who wrote for me to live in Be anxious for nothing. Oh, you are enriched in everything for all liberality. It's 
dog that takes me when she likes to eat dog. What is that in modern-day English? Then you give. He said to the dog. Then you give. We can never hear verse 11. When you are enriched in everything for all liberality, when you're liberal with something, you're giving it out. Which causes thanksgiving through us to God. God has given to you. You're grateful for what God has given you. And you're grateful that He can give. When you give, be thankful to God. Be grateful when you can tithe. Be grateful when you can bless. Be grateful when you pray for God. This is the next one. Be thankful when you give. God loveth a cheerful giver, the Bible tells us. And you know what I've discovered in my personal life? God loves someone who gives with joy. But when you decide to hold back, when you decide to say, Nope, I think I need this, or I think I want this, or I don't want to give it, God often takes it on the ground. He takes the joy. He takes the peace. And you know what else? He takes the blessing. Be thankful when you can give. And be thankful when anxiety comes away. Just to the side, start being grateful. You need that attitude of gratitude. Let's take a look at the next slide. Be grateful in church. Be thankful in church. Be gracious in church. This is in Colossians 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your heart which also you were called in one body. And be thankful. Be grateful you have a church. Be grateful for it. We talked a little bit about this morning, about some of those believers in those other countries that go into hiding, that go away and, and hide themselves from God, from belief, and from the religious zealots who will persecute them, harm them, imprison them, and sometimes kill them for worshiping them. We should be grateful we have grateful we have a building. We should be grateful that we have set, ordered service. That's a blessing from God. We're in the body, the assembly, the church, we will be grateful to God. Look at the next slide, please. We need thankful in church. Thank God you have a church. Thank God you have brothers and sisters in church. Thank God you can worship in church. And thank God you can gather together without fear right now. And thank God for your church. Even when it's time along Why do we need to thank God? Why do we need to do that? Romans 5, 9 and 10 gives us a picture of that. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Why do we thank God? Because of Romans 5, 9. He is going to save us from the wrath of God through Him. That's enough reason. Look at verse 10. For if we, when we were enemies, were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. That's reason to give thanks to God. He lives, and He keeps us safe, and He's given us a reason to keep on going and to keep on living. That's enough reason to give thanks to God. Next slide, please. Because of the time we were enemies, the Bible tells us. The time we were far off from God, aliens to God. There was a time I was at war with God. And there may be a time where you were at war with God. And there may be a time where I'm speaking to someone I want, and you're at war with God right now. I'm sure this is something new. You know your church, your church family gathered together. They provided an outreach. A person came in to pick up one of those items that we would give out today. That person was decorated and 
pentagram skull as they struck the ground. That person was executed. And you could see when she came in, she was a happy demon. And as the person that was with her received that blessing, I fell in love with it. So the person who was running our outreach, she started a prayer. Anybody who came in got prayed for, right then and there, that person who was openly satanic bowed her head and prayed with us. I am grateful for that. And as she left, she left mad. And I said, Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because while we were enemies, Christ died for us. You understand? It's not about making her angry. It's not about proving that she's wrong. It's about no matter where she is or how far she is, God still died for her. And I don't know about you, but that makes me say, Thank you, God. Poured down on his son, his wrath. The wrath is satisfied. If you're an Isaiah 53 reader, he's satisfied. And that makes me thankful. You have an attitude of gratitude this evening? Some of you might say, I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm grateful for this one. I'm grateful for what God is doing in our family. I'm grateful. And not only.
there for me for part time for association. One of our associations passed away. Just passed away. Please be in prayer for the um, anchor of hope church in Belton, Texas. They passed away last night. Proceeding in church again, and the whole congregation there are all very united. So I'm going to represent the association in that. I'm grateful to God for that. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be back uh, in the office about two thirty or three just next time. Thank you, Lord. 